Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Kristen Diane McDonald. I'm a successful HR and recruitment leader that has worked and consulted for Google, Microsoft, Activision, and Frog Design, all with a GED and an associate's degree from a community college. I'm now turning that experience into career coaching, mentoring, and storytelling on both the personal and professional. I've been working as a career coach and I've noticed a few resume improvement trends that I thought would be useful to share with everyone today. For more details on this episode, including an infographic on the six ways to improve your resume that I'll be going over today, visit thebossysauce.com. Hey there, saucy bosses. So I put together an infographic this week on the six ways to improve your resume. And my intention was to make it one of my bite-sized pieces on my blog. And and it occurred to me that it would actually be a really valuable piece to put in the podcast. And so I decided to just whip out my mic and, you know, record an episode for you. So the um, This isn't intended to be everything that you need to do to make your best resume. It's really just six things that I have been coming up to and coming up against um, a lot recently with helping people edit their resumes. I've been working with an organization, volunteering some of my time, called Hire Black. And um, a lot of the women in this organization are, you know, looking for their first real career job. And I'll be interviewing Niani, who is the founder of Hire Black, uh, for my next podcast episode. So you're going to want to keep an ear out for that one. But anyways, uh, I digress for a sec. The six ways to improve your resume infographic, uh, you can find it on the website. And I'm going to go through it now. And uh, number one would be unnecessary decoration. So what I mean by this is having things on your resume that really don't add the value that you think they do. Um, For an example of that would be you're an engineer and you have a GitHub. You have a GitHub account. You know the engineer should have a GitHub. So you put your GitHub link on your resume. But your GitHub is not active or it's completely password protected. So in that instance, what you're doing is uh, on the flip side, when the recruiter or the HR manager is going through candidates with a hiring manager and that engineering leader is looking through candidates, what they're doing is they're going, ooh, there's a GitHub. I don't really need to look through all of their resume. I want to see their work because I want to see how they code. That is more valuable than anything else on their resume. They click on it. They immediately get deflated. And now we're going back to your resume, but we're now going back to your resume on a negative note. So it's an immediate detractor and it's it, it put you off on a negative thought from the very get-go. So unnecessary decoration, if it doesn't add value, don't put it on just because you think it needs to be there. If you, you know, take something like that off, like a website that you haven't, you know, had 
any updates on for a while, you can add it back on later. If you uh, have a website that's completely password protected, maybe put a small reason as to why you have it password protected so that people understand or completely remove it. Um, if you're a designer, you probably should have the website on there and then give a little bit of a reason if it's completely password protected. But honestly, you really should just give the password if you really can. Um, when it comes to the recruiter and the hiring manager, we are under, under really strict rules and laws uh, about making sure that we protect that information. And so um, we understand that there are, uh, are legal obligations that you have with that information. But if we're looking to hire you <clears throat> from as a designer, we can't really go forward with with hiring you without seeing your creative work. So that's a that's my other piece. I just want to throw in there. Okay, number two, I I had this listed as positive thoughts only, and this is kind of ties into number one a little bit with unnecessary decoration. What it what I wanted to put here was something that it's just a really basic concept, and I want you with everything that you add to your resume to ask yourself this. Do does this cause any risk to the anybody reviewing it to have any negative thoughts? So again, going to that GitHub link, if you if you put that on there, you know what is what is the risk possibility for negativity? So anything that you're adding, if you're getting creative or if you want to do something different on your resume, just ask yourself. What's the risk factor for any negativity? Because what you're trying to do is cause the highest possibility for positive thoughts. And I know that seems like a really rudimentary and simplistic concept, but I think that we really sometimes, it's kind of like when we're adults, we, you know, like children have these, say these brilliant things sometimes. And when we're adults, we get clouded by all these other things. Sometimes we need to take it back to the rudimentary and really evaluate it like that. So I think it's really valuable. Just everything on your resume, what's the risk factor for negativity? And will this cause positive thoughts? Number three, lengthy. So this perhaps is the one that is the hardest one for people to get past. And I, it's funny, no matter how many times people are told that your resume should not be lengthy, it is innately in people to want to give information because they know, they feel like it's the... They can't get on the phone. They can't tell you everything. They feel like they've done all these things. And how can I get all of my resume or all of my experience on this one or two pages? And the the truth is you're not. You're just flat out, you're not. And writing a resume is a completely different skill than getting the job or doing the job rather. And so is interviewing. They're all different skills and they're skills that you need to be developed in tandem or, you know, differently than actually doing the job. And so you, you're, you're now learning to market yourself really when it comes to your resume. And so nobody's going to read every piece of your resume. Nobody's even going to read every bullet under every job. So you want to focus on really honing in on the core pieces that are really important to your position. I would say keep those bullets to, you really don't want to include more than like 
never, I mean, on your most current job should have the most bullets. And I mean, really a juicy one would be like 10. And like, but you know, if you're going five jobs, like down the list, it's okay to have like only two bullets on that job. Um, and the only exception to somebody having more than two pages is if you are an academic or a researcher with a lot of publications and then still, oh man, and and I really, really mean this when I say you guys are the only real exception. So everybody else listening, don't think that you fall in this bucket. <laughs> um, you guys maybe could get away with like three to five pages, but uh, five, even past five, it gets really, really hard. Okay, so we're gonna get back to the resume tips in just a second, but I wanna go ahead and tell you about an exclusive offer that you can take advantage of for listening today. I'm a huge fan of Day Trip CBD and hemp-infused sparkling waters, and I discovered the company when I was on a ski trip with family in Oregon, which is where I'm originally from, and the company is actually from Berkeley, which is where I reside and live now. I really love the calming effect that the CBD has given for me with my anxiety, especially during this crazy COVID time. And for 10% off and free shipping, you can take advantage of that perk by going to wearedaytrip.com and entering the promo code in the bossy sauce. Okay, so number four. I would say the GPA pitfall. This one. Oh yeah. Okay. So I can't I can't count how many times I have been in a post interview debrief where the whole team is getting together talking about the candidate or I'm looking at resumes with uh, you know a hiring manager and they immediately go whoosh like right over and fixate on that GPA. And it's such a silly thing to fixate on, but everybody has a different idea of what they feel like a good GPA is. Some people feel like anything higher than a, you know, lower than a 3.8 shouldn't be listed. Some people, you know, who have a 3.2, but they went to a night school and they're a parent and they worked full time, like that would be impressive to me. I went to community college and worked full time and I think I had like a 3.4 or something. And I was really proud of that. But I've sat in so many rooms where people have uh, gawked at GPAs and I've had to, you know, tell them to simmer down. And so um, my my stance on it is just don't have it. And I know you, you folks out there with a good old 3.9, 3.8, you 4.0ers, you're gonna want to keep it on. And so my, I would say the only exception to that would be if you are under two, maybe three years of experience in the work field after college, you can get away with having your GPA, maybe if it's like a 3.9 or 4.0, that's it. Once you're getting past two or three years of, ex- of work experience, you need to have it completely off. It's just a distractor, even if it's a 4.0. Okay, so number five, missing essentials. 
if you are a designer or a writer, you need to have your portfolio or website. I know I touched on this a little bit with another bullet, but uh, really what this means is we we want to see the essential pieces. I am actually really surprised. I've I've recruited for creatives for a really long time and every creative director I've ever worked with has always said that they never want to see a resume without a portfolio on it. And it still blows my mind that that people will go to school for design and come out of it and not have their portfolio on their resume. So this is really, really, really important. The other thing, I'm going to reiterate it again, passwords for the portfolio. It's just a roadblock. It needs to be on there. I know it, there are some difficulties around that, but unfortunately, by not including it, you're causing um, a, a block on yourself because we we won't go seek it out. There's we for every job, it's not like we're going to see your resume and see even if you've worked at somebody a place like Google. Honestly, there's somebody who's worked at Google who's applied who included their resume and I mean their portfolio. And so, uh, at the end of the day, we're not going to reach out and email you and ask for your portfolio. It's it's not very common for us to do that unless we truly are not getting good traction on the job. Um, so you just need to go ahead and include it. And then the last piece I think that is my favorite one to talk about would be human connection. This one is one that I think it's kind of in this newer age of resumes, um, maybe in the last like 10 years or so, where people at the bottom of their resume will include uh, hobbies or interests or something more personal about themselves. I love this and I think that everybody needs to do this. But I also want to delve into this a little bit further. I've seen on a couple resumes just where people list like interests, uh, yoga, travel, and uh, gardening, you know. And so that's cool and that helped a little bit, but it still didn't really give me anything about you. I still don't, not piecing it together in some sentence with some experience or something, it really didn't paint a picture. You just gave me a few words. What I what I think is better is to give those and then to give some kind of sentence around it so that I have a picture painted. So an example of this would be, and this is the example I use on the website, this is not my personal example. Uh, my hobbies and interests include macrame, pickling, yoga, and traveling. My most recent international trip was to Iceland where I saw the Aurora Borealis for the first time. That is paints a picture. It actually makes you a human. And it, you know what it also does? If somebody else had that experience or that dream to have that experience, you just opened up a potential for for a conversation in an interview that makes it a little bit more um, icebreaker. Yeah, it's an icebreaker. So, I mean, don't just list a couple things. Make it more connected a little bit more. Paint a picture around that. So that is uh, the 
the the infographic that I put together. If you guys actually want to go see it, you can see it on the Bossy Sauce website at thebossysauce.com. It's under the bite size section, so it's not under my um, blogcast or, or um, podcast section. The, the other thing I wanted to tell you guys about is that I am going to be putting together a course called Craft Your Best Resume. And this is just kind of a little sample into what this will be. Um, what I want this to be is an experience for people to be able to come out of it and to be able to feel confident that they have the best um, resume that they can put together and that, that you have the tools going forward and the confidence that in the future when you need to update your resume that you know how to do that and so that's that's what I'm doing with this course and what I'm putting together so that is going to be launching in August I'm actually putting it together now it is pretty comprehensive so it does take some time to craft and uh, I'm still working on the pricing so I'll get back to you guys on that um, but yeah so that should be launching soon and then if you guys um, in the meantime need any help with your resume, I'm actually am offering resume help. You can go to thebossysauce.com and go to my contact page and just reach out and tell and let me know that you need some resume help. I'm offering a special right now for $75 for a resume consultation and that would include uh, a video chat with me. So what, what we would do is you'd go ahead and um, send me your resume. I spend some time with it before the call. And then um, over that chat, what I'll do is just go bullet by bullet over the things that I, you know, thought about your resume and what I think could improve or where we could shift things around and use different words. And, and then after that, um, we, you know, I, I send you back some notes and then you go ahead and, and make those tweaks and edits. And so um, that you can also do by visiting my contact page. So that's all I got for you guys today. If, uh, yeah, if you have any other questions or anything, you can always reach out on my Instagram or my Twitter as well. Everything's on the website. And I look forward to uh, seeing you guys again soon. Bye. Hey, so thanks for listening today, Saucy Bosses. I hope you found some value in those resume tips. They're not intended to be the only resume tips, but I hope you found something in there. Don't forget to keep an eye out for the Craft Your Best Resume course. I think that'll be more comprehensive for you. I'll be launching that in August. For listening today, I also have a special offer for you. I recently made the switch from MailChimp to Flowdesk for my newsletter. The designs are fantastic and better than any other platform. And it's $39 a month for unlimited contacts. For 50% off every month, making it only $19 a month, plus one free month, go to flowdesk.com. That's F-L-O-Desk.com forward slash the letter C forward slash the bossy sauce for details on this episode including all the links and content referenced visit thebossysauce.com <laughs>